You're listening to the St. John's Diamond Creek podcast. Well, welcome back to another episode of the St. John's Diamond Creek podcast. It's Andy here again, and this week I'm joined by Kirk. Hello, everybody. Hey, Kirk. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Great to have you here. Um, Kirk, we're at St. John's going through a series at the moment on Sundays uh, all about the Holy Spirit. So, he's one of the persons of God. We have a Trinity God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. This series specifically looking at the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Correct. You were we right thought, so far. great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, boss. Um, we thought it would be great uh, to do a series doing a bit of a deep dive into what we call the gifts of the spirit. Mm. So, as part of the series, we've read um, or we're, we're reading uh, a few chapters from the book 1 Corinthians, which is a letter written to the church in Corinth back in the day. Mm. And it's got this whole list of spiritual gifts. Now, we're not saying just because we're looking at these gifts, that these are the only gifts. It's not the only list, so it's not a complete list. No. And we're not saying that these gifts are better than uh, lists in other parts of the Bible. Um, we're not saying that these are the gifts that you should have if you're a Christian. We're just saying these ones are a bit harder to understand. They're a little bit weirder, some of them. Well, what you've got, and particularly in the list we'll look at today, because various gifts come up throughout 1 Corinthians, but particularly in chapter 12, mm. you've got more of what you might call the miraculous or supernatural gifts. So you can be a gifted teacher, yep. for example, spirit, have the spiritual gift of teaching. But there's nothing particularly supernatural about that. Like yeah. some people just gifted teaching for yep. whatever reason. Yep. That's the way their brain works. That's the way they're brought up, whatever. Um, so God can give that to you supernaturally, but people don't look at it and go, wow, Something miraculous is happening there. Yeah. Whereas some of the gifts we're going to discuss today, when people see those ones in action, it's like, oh, okay, did a, did a miracle just happen? Yeah. Well, one of them's in the literally is called, called miraculous powers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, which we'll actually leave to another podcast. Yeah. Um, but they're along those lines. Um, some of them that we're going to talk about. Um, yeah. So they're they're awesome. Yeah. Like really good. We want to be really positive about it. Uh, but, yeah, we thought we'd just get into a bit of detail and work out what they are yeah, um, and why they're good. Great. I'm going to read part of this passage and we're, gonna, we're not going to read mm. the whole thing all at once. We're going to read it and then stop and then talk about those gifts. Um, so, this is 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to start at verse 7. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another a message of knowledge by the means of that same spirit. Yeah. So we've got the word manifestation there, which means made yeah. real. Okay. Um, in, in a way. So uh, this is like the presence of the spirit made real, like tangible, like, you know, yeah, some sure. sort of physical something going on. Yeah. Um, so uh, how else do other things are manifest by like, uh, maybe you've got a creative vision for a picture and it's made manifest when you actually paint it. Yeah, sure. You know, so that's the vision that you had made manifest. Yeah. So this is the spirit being real in a sort of physical way that's influencing the world. Yeah. So the first two we have listed here, um, the a message of wisdom mm. and a message of knowledge. Yeah. Now we intentionally group these together because you yeah. might go, 
Are these the same thing? They're, yeah, they're, they're fairly similar. Like it's about knowing things really. Yeah. I guess you might think knowledge is, yeah, that head knowledge, you know facts. Yeah. Wisdom is maybe what to do with those facts. I've actually heard one saying where um, knowledge is knowing that uh, tomato is a fruit yeah. and wisdom is not putting it in a fruit salad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good way to think about the difference. So, yeah, you can have a lot of knowledge. You can be an encyclopedia. Yeah. But that doesn't automatically make you wise. No. A wise person is basically someone who makes good decisions or gives good advice. Mm. Um, so what are we talking about here with these gifts? Because uh, it can get a little bit confusing. Now, other translations are sometimes worth looking at with the sure. gifts because yep. they're often referred to in different ways. So you've read the the NIV, which New is the New International one, Version. Yeah. That's what we use uh, in the St. John's building. Mm-hmm. Um, but the New Living Translation says in verse 8, to one person the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. Right. And to another, the same Spirit, so it's always from the same Spirit. Yep. That's always important to realize. Gives a message of special knowledge. Okay. So not just – so, you know, some people are a bit of a brain when it comes to certain types of – Memory and knowledge. Yeah. So, for example, um, Tim, our boss, senior minister. Featured um, on this podcast. <laughs> he is, he, he's got a good memory for details. Sure. So, out of everyone in the team, I would say he's the best. So, I was remembering names, where information came from, that sort of thing. Um, That's why he's the boss. We played a game of memory <laughs> yeah. where he had to match the two things. He won. He came out. Yeah. So um, some people are very good like that. Some people even have photographic memory where they, mm. they're you know, ridiculously good at it. Um, other people are able to maybe store up ideas. Sure. And they might not be able to tell you what page number and what book it came from, but they're really good at remembering that. Some people are stats focused, you know, this sort of thing. Yeah. So you can accumulate knowledge. And some people just not not very knowledgeable that it's not a focus for them to to just gather lots of information. It's not mm. something they care about or are inclined to do. No, that's fine too. No, no judgments either way. So this though seems to be, and the way different translations go about it, it's not just the sort of knowledge you get by reading a book or listening to a podcast or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It it's is a, a special knowledge. It's a that's special a good, knowledge. I like it's that a, translation. It's a yeah. gift given by God. Yeah. Now, wisdom's considered the same um, so that God can actually gift us with wisdom to help us make good decisions and to help us give good advice. There's not much more to say about that gift, to be honest. Like either God gives it to you or he doesn't really. Um, And the way you can work out whether he might have given it to you is if if you're, you're making a bunch of good decisions that are helping you be in good relationship with him and good relationship with other people. Yeah, yeah. Or if I find um, if people come to you looking yeah. for advice or insight, that's generally a good sign. Um, you know, people, um, you, you can just ask people, do you think I have the gift as wisdom? And they'll <laughs> hopefully be honest and tell you. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you can just work it out like that. Yeah, uh, and make sure it's an honest person. Yeah. There, I think there will be two reasons people would approach you. One, uh, much more positive in the other. So, Andy, I might approach you because I consider you to be a wise person and when I ask you about a situation in my life, I expect you to speak the truth, mm. make a hard call for me you know, on, on my behaviour or on my attitude if you need to, um, but to do it wisely is it's going to be good advice, it's going to be helpful, yeah. even if it might be hard. I might also approach you because 
I think I want someone to validate my bad behavior. Yeah. And I think you might do it. Yeah. <laughs> you might just tell me what I want to hear. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So just be cautious. Just because someone asks you for advice. That's true. Yeah. Doesn't mean you have the gift of wisdom. But if it's happening often, that, it's, yeah, it's that's worth considering. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and all gifts can be misused and so on. So Absolutely. Everything. Yeah. yeah and this yeah. is a good thing about a podcast is mm. we can't get into that level of depth on every gift in in a sermon. Yeah. Um, but we'll see, you know, all these gifts that we talk about in this podcast the next few weeks, uh, they can be used well and they can be used badly. Yeah. And people can seek them for good reasons and for bad reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's wisdom, relatively yep. straightforward. Knowledge yep. is more complicated because it's a special knowledge and it's a gift of knowledge from God. What's going on there? Mm. And actually, it starts to sound like it's more like prophecy. Yeah. So prophecy we'll get into later yep. uh, in a, another episode. Um, and I'm going to do a fair bit on prophecy and tongues in my talk coming up. Great. Or that's already happened, depending on when you're listening to this. Yep. <laughs> well, <laughs> one you know, of the, one of the a, future episodes. If you've got a backlog, yeah. yeah but yeah. it's further on in the, in the podcast feed. Yeah. Um, so uh, prophecy briefly is uh, when God gives you a message uh, for people to hear. Mm-hmm. Well, it could be for yourself or it could be to, to share with other people. And it's basically about what God thinks about what's currently happening or what's going to happen. Um, actually, most prophecy in the Bible is about, about the present, not about the future. Yeah, right. The majority, yeah. Sure. But there's definitely some stuff about the future. Sure. Well, yeah. Oh, there's so much prophecy about Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that's there's two sorts of future in biblical prophecy. Oh, yeah, isn't there? sure. <laughs> there's future for the people who read it and wrote yeah. it. And then we think there's still some that's future for us today. Sure. Although sure. a lot of it's happened yeah. um, in the last 3,000 years. So, so it sounds a bit like prophecy. Like, is this just prophecy, like God giving thoughts and so on? But knowledge is a bit different to prophecy because it's giving you some information that God wants you to have. And the main way I've found that God has done that in my experience, either personally, I think I have received this gift at times in my life. It's not something I've been able to just turn on or off, but um, I do feel like God has gifted me some special knowledge about a situation that I couldn't have got otherwise. Mm. Um, or, Or he's done it with other people who I've been around. Um, but it's usually about giving you information that just shines a light on a situation that was probably pretty dark. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, just a confusing situation where I don't know why that person's acting that way or mm-hmm. why is this situation like it is um, or why am I feeling this way? And then God sort of intervenes and goes, this is what you need to know. Um, <laughs> and so uh, that that can be all sorts of things. Now, I'll give you an, orga- an organized version of it. Okay. So when we were running the Alpha course um, uh, at a church I worked at previously, they would encourage us to pray as a leadership team before we went and ran the, the discussion groups sure. and so on with all sorts of people coming to ask about Jesus um, and ask for the word of knowledge, like ask God to give us insight into where the people were at. And we'd particularly do it the week where the topic was healing because we wanted God to tell us if there was anything that he wanted to heal that night. Mm. And so we would pray, and sometimes, uh, not not every time, but usually there was two, three, four people who felt, yeah, God wants to heal 
this particular thing tonight. Yeah, wow. Um, and some sometimes that was through just sort of that was an interrupting thought for them that God seemed to provide at the time. A couple of times it was people actually felt pain or illness in the area. Gosh, um, yeah. So I think oh, I was going back a few years. I think it was a pain, one person, like a real pain in the ankle and then mm. we prayed for someone who really badly injured their ankle and another one, someone felt very nauseous just all of a sudden during the wow. prayer and as soon as we finished praying, it went away. And so that was one where we'd written them down and and he'd thought, oh, I just started to feel sick, you know, while we were praying. But then when it went away, he's like, oh, I wonder if actually yeah. someone who's got some stomach problems. Yeah, wow. So we wrote that down. And and usually, uh, like I would say nine out of ten of those words, people responded to directly, Gosh. like yeah. said, that's me, yeah. very specifically. Wow. So that's pretty cool. And that's getting, yeah. like we're getting into miraculous there. Like yeah. that's wisdom, getting good advice, so valuable. Yeah. You know, um, but not super miraculous. Yeah. But that stuff's starting to be like, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about this? Mm. In a prayer meeting, I'm just going to throw you a couple okay. of examples. Sure. I, I start getting excited when I, when yeah. I do <laughs> um, We used to have some prayer, some young adults just come around, we pray together after our life groups on a weekday night. Sure. So it's pretty late. So we go from 10 till 11 or something. And um, multiple times in those prayer meetings, which went on for a few months each week, um, people would be reading, they'd feel God would tell them, you need to read this particular passage. Go to right. this book, this chapter, this verse, and start reading. And so someone, it was a sort of free-form prayer meeting, so someone would say, I just want to read this. And multiple people would have felt that God directed them to read exactly the same thing. Yeah, wow. And the fact that it happened to not just two people but three, four people on multiple weeks, mm. it started to you just started to go. All right, there's something going on here. Yeah, you know, and, and and you know you could chalk one or two up to coincidence, but because it, it was just sort of multi, so many people it's and so it happened consistent. again. Yeah, that we're like we need to pay particular attention to these passages tonight. Yeah, you know. Yeah, not that uh, uh, you know not because they're more special than all the other ones. Mm. Generally, but right now, this is what this group of people needs. Um, so I would put that sort of thing in the category of gift of knowledge. Yeah. It's a bit of information that God gives us that really helps the situation. And look, I can't go back and I can't remember what the passages were, but they were relevant to yeah. the people who were reading them and yeah. to the group generally. Yeah, for that time. Um, yeah, sometimes I, I've I've just gone, God, I'd love, I'd love to pray for someone tonight during a service or a camp or something like that. Can you... Tell me who to pray for and and what we could pray about. Mm. And occasionally, I've just got a clear sense: you need to go and pray for that person about this. And I've done that, and they've gone like, "Can I pray for you about this?" And they give me this look of shock, like, "Yeah, I've just been I've been thinking about that nonstop all yeah. night." You know, yeah. Um, mm. Or doing prayer ministry and it's going, "Oh God, what should? How should I pray for this person?" You know, don't want to just do token prayers, just sort of. Restating what they've already done—that's a bit of a pet hate of mine. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, they've told you, "Can we pray about this?" And I go, "I just say the same thing as if God didn't hear yep. them speaking <laughs> you know, initially." Yep. And a couple of times, I've gone, "Oh, this sort of thought pops into my head. This interrupting thought, mm. as we describe it sometimes. Mm. So, what's that? Why is that? That's a weird thing. And if it stays there, I sort of go, "Okay, 
I'll just pray it and see what happens. Sometimes I even preface it with, hey, man, I'm just going to pray something here. Could be a bit out there. You just let yep. me know. Yeah. Um, but many a time that that's happened, they've said well, that was the, the moment of breakthrough for them in that prayer. Mm. That was the moment where they, they really felt that God was speaking to them through that prayer. Yeah. The interesting thing and the sort of thread that I've picked up as, uh, through this couple of stories Um and this isn't necessarily true because God can do whatever he wants, but um, you were listening, mm. which I think is something that um, I know in my prayer life up until very recently, oh, I was crap at that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and it's so easy just to have this monologue that just you just keep throwing words up to God. Mm. And yeah, you'll be praying the same thing that, that the person has asked for prayer for or or your own thoughts will just be keep going around in your head. But, yeah, it's it's so important to just sometimes stop and let God yeah. have <laughs> get yeah. a word in. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And we'll, we'll often ask for a word of knowledge when we pray before our Sunday night service. We don't always use the, the phrase word of knowledge, no. although sometimes we do. Yeah. And sometimes we'll get something and sometimes we won't. And that's yeah. okay, but yeah. it's good that we've actually put a spot in there for listening. Yeah. And that would be my tip for this gift. Yeah. It's like occasionally I've had God urgently interrupt me. Yeah. Um, and particularly when I need to be convicted of my own selfishness. Sure. Yeah. Or my own sin. Um, I think God can do a word of knowledge like that. Mm -hmm. And that was mainly personal. That wasn't stuff I needed to share. That was just for me. Um, but if you can get into a habit of listening to God, then you're just way more likely to experience this gift. Yeah. And I think I would say God is more likely to give it to you. I might back off on that. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. One of those, it's one of those yeah. hunches where you, like, you say it out loud and you go, oh, there yeah. might be some issues with that. Yeah. God can do what he wants when he yeah. wants to yeah. do Yeah, he can intervene. Yeah. I, I guess my experience is when I have said, God, I am listening. Sure. If you'd like to speak to me and give me a word of knowledge, I'm really up for it. Yeah. And then I actually listen. I, I have sometimes received. Sure. Not every yeah. time though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I think it's worth asking. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Great. All right. So we might move on to the next verse, which sure. has another couple of um another couple of gifts. So this is now verse nine of one Corinthians chapter twelve. To another faith by the same spirit. To another gifts of healing by that one spirit. Mm. Yes, let's talk about healing first. Yeah. Um, so, again, it's probably not a particularly hard one to understand yeah. if you're familiar with the New Testament. Yeah, Jesus did quite a lot of healing. Not, he clearly had the gift of healing. <laughs> <laughs> I think he probably had all the gifts, yeah. if we're <laughs> being honest. So, without insulting our listeners' intelligence, mm -hmm. uh, this is when people who are sick or who are injured <laughs> or diseased in some way yeah. have that injury or that illness removed. Completely. And, and miraculously. miraculously. Yeah. So, again, um, it seems to have a supernatural element to it, so it's not a reference to the medical profession, yep. although that's a great thing. I don't Absolutely. think the Bible at any point points against the medical profession at all. No. Um, but this tends to be God gives you the gift that when you pray for someone to be healed, they are healed. Um, now... I would say I've experienced this twice in my own life as far as being healed. Yep. And then a few times praying for other people. I'll quickly, quickly list them off. 
Um, one, not particularly dramatic. Uh, I wouldn't put this as proof of God's existence, but it was very encouraging at the time. I just had a head cold, you know. You just feel like stuffy, you, you know. You talk like yeah. this. <laughs> um, and my housemates were both Christians. They prayed for me. And it really genuinely felt like that that head cold was being drawn out of my head through their fingers. Wow. And I just felt so much better after it. And I still had a bit of a sort of scratchy throat. Scratchy throat stayed, um, although it didn't hurt. I just sort of lost my voice, no pain. Um, but all the other symptoms gone from that minute on. Yeah, wow. So it was cool. That yeah. was very encouraging. Yeah. Um, and another time I had, have you ever had an ingrown toenail? No, oh, I thought you were going to go with this story. <laughs> I hate this story. It's <laughs> so gross. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So if you haven't had an ingrown toenail, it seems like a minor injury as far as the scale of it. It's yeah. just you often your big toes just growing sort of into your body instead of <laughs> across the top of it like it should. But boy, can it hurt. Oh, it's awful. And it passy, you know, yeah. so- Anyway, it was this was to the point where I was lucky it was summer because I'd been stomped on in a basketball game right. and it had started it got sort of infected and ingrown after that. So it got to the point where I couldn't wear shoes. Oof. It was too painful. Yeah. And I should have had I should have had done something done about it already, yep. but I was slack and that's pretty <laughs> off. So I go down to a prayer meeting as part of my part-time job at the church and I was working out at the time. Um, to pray for the ministry that we were doing. And so I wore my thongs because my, my toe hurt. And I either mentioned it in the prayer meeting or one of the ladies who was in there, she noticed it. Sure. And we sort of asked about it said, oh, yeah, it's been really sore and and so on. And so when the prayer meeting started, uh, and funnily enough, I saw this lady uh, just at a birthday party on the weekend. Oh, right. for years. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we just happened to have the same mutual friend. So she um, she just started a prayer meeting, which I thought was going to be about the ministry we're doing, uh, by praying for my toe to be healed. Yeah, well. I was like, oh, thanks. That was nice of her. That's nice. Yeah. Um, then we got on to praying about other things, and I was walking back to the car later. And I was like, oh, gee, my toes, my toes, fine. And and then I started really testing it out, like, you know, pushing it into the, mm. you know, and kicking it against things and so on, and complete healed. Wow. So this was in the space of, it was a short prayer meeting, like sure. maximum half an hour. Yeah. So between the time that she'd prayed for me, and I didn't think much of it after after that, to the time I went back to the car not long later, um, full healing. Wow. Um. So... Yeah, no, no pain, no infection after that at all. The nail was already pretty. Uh, it, the nail did not get rescued, put it that okay. way. <laughs> that was, but it didn't. It did wasn't shredding up my skin and my no, flesh sure. anymore. Yeah. So I just rate that. That's a, that's a minor miracle. I would say that I've experienced in my life. I've prayed for other people um, in in you know in groups you know or just in a prayer ministry situation, seeing people's back pain get healed. Mm. Um, we had a big one at camp. Crave a few years ago where yeah, someone's very camp. badly hurt, 
um, ankle, getting around on crutches, yeah. full healing, jumping yeah. up around, dancing. Yeah, that was one of the classic, like, I, I remember him, like, throwing down his crutches yeah, yeah. <laughs> during worship and just yeah. getting up and jumping around. And yeah. It was like, yeah, that was cool. And, and, you know, you're looking and going, what's he jumping around? Like, I think yeah. I was on first aid. That yeah. <laughs> what's he jumping around for? And it's like, oh, he's been, he's been healed. Okay, yeah. awesome. Yeah. And, and people still talk about that one. So, yeah. that was pretty significant on, for the people who were on that camp. Um, so... What do we believe about healing? Um, we believe it's it's totally fine to go and see a doctor, um, and most healing does happen through uh, just the body generally fixing itself or mm. through medication. And yeah. you know, if you've got a broken leg, we should heal for it to be. We pray for, pray it, to for it to be healed, and we should also put a splint on it. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, probably take you to the hospital. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, we don't. Want, it's not a replacement for the medical profession. No. Um, do we believe God heals every time we ask? No. Um, uh, that just doesn't seem to play out in reality. Yeah. And would turn God, I think, into like a, ma- a magic trick. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, sort of people could just demand signs and all this sort of stuff. And God mm. doesn't seem to want to work that way. Yeah. I was trying to think, did Jesus ever pray for someone to be healed and they weren't? Um, there's only the, there's one the, time where they're like partly healed and yeah. he has to pray again. Um, but there are times where it just says Jesus couldn't do many miracles in a particular area yeah. for whatever, and we're not they don't tell us the details about that. No, but Jesus, you know, Son of God, so we are not as powerful as Him. Yeah, and we can only receive the gift of healing. Um, so. It is a good thing to do. It is a good thing to ask to have the gift. It's a good thing to pray for people to be healed um, with the belief that they may be miraculously healed. Yeah. And what I would encourage people not to do is pray for healing in a lame way. Yeah. Where you pray for, uh, you know, I had once someone pray for me like that I would be healed over time. Yeah, like, sure. You know, the way they prayed it was like, that's going to happen anyway. Like yeah. I've, I've just got bronchitis or something. Like, yeah. That's how no- people are normally healed. That won't be an answer to prayer because you've just described what happens to everyone <laughs> who has that <laughs> yeah. disease. Um, what what we're praying for is a miraculous intervention. Yeah. And yeah, something supernatural beyond the, yeah. the normal order of things. And everyone can do it. I would just say people with the gift of healing, for whatever reason, God has chosen them, not because they're better than anyone else, not because they're more skilled at it, yeah. but because God is good and kind, he chooses some people to be really good at it. Yeah. Here's a question for you. Um, throughout the uh, Bible, when the, often when there's um, healing done, mm. uh, they, they pour oil over people mm. and they anoint people with oil. Mm. Uh, does the Holy Spirit work better in oil than in air? Like what's the deal there? Like- yeah, good question. Um, all the healings that I've been around have not involved oil. Okay. So it can certainly work without it. Um, but, it, you know, th- there is there is power in symbols and that's a sure. – a biblical symbol that goes back a long time that connects us with people mm-hmm. um, back through the the centuries. So, no, I wouldn't say it's like magic fairy dust or magic fairy oil or whatever, but th- there's some value in, in that symbology and that connecting. Um, you know, but Jesus didn't use oil in all his healings. So, so 
Yeah, it, it'll be. Look, I haven't done a lot of research into oil in the Old Testament. No, sure. Um, but I, I imagine it's that connection with yeah. with the past that's yep. really valuable. Yep. Yeah, just that symbology. Yeah, yeah. There might be some other stuff to it. I wouldn't say that's the only reason. No, it's, sure. It's valuable. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, um, we're going to skip over faith um, just because it's fairly self-explanatory. Mm. People have faith. Some people have more faith than others. Everyone can have faith. The gift of faith tends to be you just don't seem to doubt. The average person has doubts. And so and some people just seem to just have supreme confidence in their relationship with Jesus. Others, not as much. I think that's a way to describe the gift of faith. Yeah. Yep. Great. And then uh, moving into verse 10, um, there's another couple that we're going to skip because we'll come back to them in yep. more depth in um, the next two episodes after this one. Yes. So verse 10 says, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, uh, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another distinguishing, uh, sorry, to another speaking in different t- kinds of tongues and to still another, the interpretation of tongues. Mm. <coughs> so um, miraculous powers prophecy and tongues we're going to come back to those three um future episodes in future episodes but um yeah distinguishing between spirits um so we've we've heard a lot all these gifts have come Mm. from the holy spirit yeah um but this is saying between other spirits Mm. as well so um i guess yeah with christianity we believe in a spiritual realm as well so so this is talking much more to to the spiritual realm um, than it is the physical realm, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So the spiritual being the things about life that are unseen, um, but that are still influencing us and and the world. Uh, I got asked once. I was doing like a Q and A with a bunch of school kids, just sort of random school kids, not Christian kids necessarily. Mm. And someone asked, "What do um, Christians believe about witchcraft?" And it's a good question, you mm. know, because that's sort of spiritual in a different sort of way to <coughs> what we would say our spirituality is as Christians. Mm-hmm. And I basically said, look, you know, I think personally, I think some of it's just uh, people faking, you know, con artists and so on. Mm. But also, we do believe there is a there is the spiritual realm is real, mm-hmm. and that there is other sorts of spirits, and that and we just but we just believe that they their best stayed away from that mm. there's evil spirits yep. and that that often those alternative spiritualities really run the risk of tapping into something that is not from God and is in fact um, an enemy of God. Yeah. Um, how all that works and how demonic spirits work <clears throat> and all that sort of stuff, my take on that biblically is we can, we can get some pointers and some principles, but there's not a lot of detail on how it all works. Point being, um, they don't they don't like us following Jesus. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So the spirits are evil because they are against God and and they they work against Him. So anything they can do to derail someone from following Jesus, they're going to have a crack at that. Now you'll see that in some of the horrible things that happen in seances, and mm. um, you know we. We tend to find in our area, it's once you get up into the hills, this sort of alternative spirituality becomes um, more prevalent. Yeah. And some of it can be a bit harmless. It's just sort of, you know, decorations and stuff like that. But some of it can be pretty horrible stuff mm. and can be very negative. So we need to be able to discern 
when it comes to the spiritual stuff, what's from God and is ultimately for our good and what's not from God and ultimately is going to be uh, for our not good, our bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's going to be bad for us? Yeah. Um, so, again, supernaturally, a bit like the word of knowledge, God will just give some people that special insight mm. um, that they need to work out what's from God, what isn't. It's not always clear. Like, obviously, if, if there's a cult that's saying well, murder's okay, that's easy <laughs> enough to call that. Yeah. Like, any old schmo can do that. Yeah. But there's more subtle things. Um, this, I think, is particularly useful when there's theology in the church that's uncertain. Sure. And, you know, someone's presenting a new idea that our local church hasn't really come across before and maybe the Bible doesn't speak in a lot of depth on it so it's a bit hard to go to the Bible and work it out. We just need some people with really good discernment mm. spiritually who are going to be guiding us in that. Pretty similar to the gift of wisdom, this one, I would say. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, just with more of a spiritual angle to it. Wisdom would be more practical. Yeah, sure. What what decision to do next, whereas yeah. this is a bit more of a... Yeah, where, where is this coming from? Where's the spiritual from? realm at? Where's yeah. it coming from? Yeah. yeah. Um, I certainly... Uh, this is not something I... Not a gift I say I have or have particularly experienced to any great degree, mm. um, but uh, I've got a couple of friends and there's a few people at our church, I would say have this gift and are just pretty switched on. Mm. And you just learn to listen to them because what they say about spiritual things just turns out to be right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that might be – there's a challenge with some of these gifts <clears throat> and we'll come to prophecy as well when mm. we come to it, to not be arrogant about them. Yeah. Because often they will give you a sense of confidence. Gift of faith, word of knowledge, discerning between spirits, you will have confidence that you have the right information, mm. you have the – the right hunch on this, but it's important not to be arrogant about it. It's important yeah. to offer those things humbly so that people can hear you clearly and then if you really are gifted in those areas, then you'll be proven to be right. Yeah. And the last verse in our passage here, um, verse 11, uh, it really sums that up. Uh, it says, All these are the work of the one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one, just as he determines. Mm. So it's that reminder that these gifts, these are gifts. Mm. These things are gifts from the Holy Spirit to us for his purpose. Mm. Um, that there's nothing that I've done. If I get a certain gift, I haven't been better than someone else because I've gotten the gift and they haven't. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm not more holy than them. I haven't loved God more than they have. Mm. God hasn't loved me more than he's loved them. It, it's just the Holy Spirit deciding individually who gets that gift for that purpose at that time. Yep. Um, and it, go, it goes on to say that the the church is a body. All of the believers of Jesus are a body of mm. people. Um, they make the body of Christ. And so, each one will have different gifts because if everyone had the same gift, it just wouldn't work. You're not a That's body right. if you're just a big eye. Yeah. If everyone's an eye, then it just doesn't, it's not, it doesn't work. Yeah. And they, if you think about these gifts that we've just talked about today. Yeah. The body stuff really works out. So, okay, if I don't have the gift of healing to the degree that you do, then when I'm crook, I'm going to come to you yep. and ask you to pray for me. Yep. And you're probably going to like to do that because you get to see miraculous things happen sometimes. And if I get healed, which is not a guarantee but might no. happen, yep. uh, then I'm going to love it. It's yeah. going to be awesome. Yep. 
um, you know, if I need some spiritual discernment because there's some weird stuff going on in my life, mm. going to go and talk to the person who's got that. And, and, and so it actually encourages us to work together and encourages us to have good relationships with each other, which is ultimately God's all about relationships yeah. between humans and him and between humans and humans. And so all, all these gifts, and that's a way to know if you're using them well or not, are they leading to better relationships yeah. with God and other people? Yeah, that's it. Um, if they are, keep at it. If mm. they're not, are you misusing them mm. or have you mistakenly thought that you've got the gift? Maybe you don't. Yeah. Um, obviously, you can't control everyone's everyone else's actions, but um, that's a general thing is it bringing love to the situation. And if you look at um, chapters 12, 13, and 14, uh, predominantly about the gifts of the Spirit, and how to use them in the church context. Yeah. The middle chapter is chapter 13, the most famous passage on love in the entire Bible. It's at every wedding. Yeah. And <laughs> it's it's no coincidence that's that's in the middle of these two yeah. chapters on how to use gifts appropriately. Yeah. Um, because that's the whole purpose of them is is love. Yeah. Um, and that's your best measurement as to whether a church is using those gifts well or not. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Kirk, thanks for joining us. Pleasure. Uh, it's been great to take this deep dive into some of these spiritual gifts. Uh, as we've said, we'll um, explore some of these other ones over the next couple of weeks. Mm. If you've got any questions about the gifts that we've spoken about today or maybe those three um, that we mentioned that we'll be going on to next week and the week after, send us an email. You mm. can email questions at stjohnsdc.org.au and we'll either answer it on the podcast or we'll send you a reply and try and answer it. Um, <laughs> as always, we don't guarantee good answers, but we'll, give Attempted it answers. we'll, we'll guarantee an attempt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Great. Uh, thanks again Kirk and we'll see you next week bye everybody subscribe in your favourite podcasting app on iTunes Spotify Google Podcasts wherever you get your podcasts from thanks for listening and we'll see you next week